Once you approve. Okay, so the uh, team at the Ministry of Defence have given us a selection of uh, topics to discuss. Uh, has everyone firstly got a brew with them? I've got a wet, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, got wet? Got <laughs> What's your uh, wet of choice? Uh, I have two white warm or two white honey if I'm feeling Ooh. healthy. Mine's a tea white nun, otherwise known as a Julie Andrews. Ah, very good. Yeah, I'm, I'm just a tea white nun as well. That's better. <laughs> uh, so, um, can you all introduce yourselves um, and um, tell me what your job is on board? Yeah, I'm Chief Petty Officer Fitzgerald, one of the Chief Engineers on board. There's two of us currently that serve on board here. Um, my role on board is to look after the HVAC systems, so that's the air conditioning, fridges, ventilation, as well as all the other auxiliaries like STPs, toilets, bathrooms. Oh, I'd be pretty miserable without that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, my name is Leading Seaman Fawcett. Uh, I'm the only Leading Seaman on board, uh, but I've got um, support from two buffers. Buffers are Chief Bosun's mates in the seamanship world, so uh, they look after the part of ship um, or the admin when it comes to the sea safety. Uh, so I assist in that. Um, a lot of the time on here because of my lads, my uh, able seamen, they uh, bridge watch keep so I drive the boats a lot, um, quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you drive the so, boats a lot. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm always launching the sea boats with you in the yeah. sea boats. So, yeah, so I'm um, one of the officers of the watch, uh, Sub Lieutenant Milam. Uh, I'm in charge of sort of the ship when we're at sea. Um, reporting to the captain, just keeping the ship safe um, and conducting the navigation and also launching the sea boats <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah, quite a bit. So obviously at the moment we're not really on formal operations, we're not deployed yet, um, but we've been conducting lots of training. Um, what kinds of things like are your kind of like key ticket highlights so far since we've been on board? Um, what been up to? Myself is definitely working um, in the last sort of month or two. Uh, a lot of heavy boat driving, um, going out and working towards um, endorsing the younger lads driving the sea boats and yeah, endorsing the other lads driving the sea boats because we, we struggle with our program at the minute to get um, get people endorsed so they can drive the boats themselves. Just um, we have to be on the right course, we have to be on the right tasking um, so that's my my main job at the minute is to just bring the lads up to scratch and get them to a state where they can eventually become leading seamen. Right. Well for me I, I was one of the first engineers on board during the ship's build process it's still owned by BAE and the contractors so we've been one of the engineers on board that's learned all the systems, brought the ship to sea, training all the new engineers on board as well, all our junior mates um, and get to ship where it is now so we're Ready for uh, ready for sea, safe to be at sea, and now get ready for deployment. So it's uh, been a achievement for all of us. Yeah, and it's been a busy time. I mean, I joined in September, and uh, we've we've pretty much not stopped. Um, I think it's fair to say yeah, that been, we we've, we've tried our hands at many things um, over the last uh, sort of six to eight months. Um, so, uh, can you explain the role of HMS Tamar, or what you believe the role of HMS Tamar is? <laughs> Um, at the moment, I think we're kind of a training ship, so we've got we've got the ability to bring on board Royal Marines um, contractors. We do a lot of work with outside sources. Um, they use our platform for that training. We've had Gravity Man on board recently, 
unfortunately I wasn't on board for that, but um, he came on board and that was good publicity for the Royal Navy, the Royal Marines. So uh, for those who uh, might not understand what Gravity Man is, or might not have seen the VTs, <laughs> how can you explain Gravity Man? You were here. I could, yeah, I could, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm mad into Marvel, um, so the best way to describe Gravity Man is pretty much Iron Man. Um, <laughs> he, um, he came on for an experimental phase uh, to help with the boarding teams. Um, I think they want to eventually incorporate that into the boarding. Um, but yeah, he, it's quite amazing seeing how, he, how easy he can launch off the ship and launch off the boats and get be received into the ship, uh, into the boats, but yeah. And obviously anybody who wants to see that video, uh, there's lots of videos that are um, up on our HMS Tamar uh, Twitter, at HMS underscore Tamar, if you want to have a look. Um, but also it was covered by the BBC. Um, there's been quite a bit of media out about Gravity Man. Unfortunately, I also wasn't on board. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, we both, we both missed out. It was pretty cool to yeah, watch. Yeah, I've seen the videos and I was very jealous. Um, so when we go foreign, I think it's safe to say that our uh, role will change quite a bit. and. Um, we won't be necessarily doing so much training it will actually be on proper operations and I think the recent videos have sort of explained what Tamar is really built for so the counter piracy narcotics escort duties um, there'll be lots of diplomacy kind of work defense diplomacy constabulary duties but all of it kind of comes back to those being able to generate ourselves and as you said like having the ability to away the sea boats get people out to go and you know influence in places and um, provide support for you know humanitarian aid or whatever else that we might get tasked with um, it all kind of feeds into the fact that we've got to constantly train people um, and so the last year has just been a major exercise in training and keeping current yeah being um, being Laham uh, which is le the leading hand of a mess um, it's sort of my job uh, along with the other leading seamen to gather as much information on how the lads and lasses are feeling in the mess um, and the, the biggest the biggest uh, push from the mess is to, to get out the door get out there and we've trained for a year now uh, like you said uh, even longer for some people and they just want to put that training to, to good use when yeah, we go it's foreign. Just not, the training we do it's not just part of the ship it's not every sport but it's on board we also do firefighting roles on board because obviously it's seen as no fire brigade um, it's also for piracy as well, so we have like the response force which you're part of. Um, so if we do have to go out there, we're for any piracy, mm -hmm. so we can respond and react to them as well. Yeah, and it's training everybody down below to be able to respond because it's yeah, it's, it's not just the away in the boats, and it's the what's going on internal to the ship yes, uh, yeah, when yeah. we do that. That's uh, so important. You know, we can't go anywhere without the engines and without the fridges, and exactly, we need to be able to yeah. feed people <laughs> very miserable quite quickly if we haven't had anything to eat. Very miserable. <laughs> so um, the ship's company on Tamar. How would you describe the ship's company um, to somebody who's not been on a ship? Um, is it like a normal Royal Navy ship's company, or? I would, I would, I would. Pre I'd say yes. The yeah. humour's the same. From one ship you go to, we do have a, a very subjective humour. Uh, we all get on well together, um, and that's carried on from one ship to another, depending on how many ships you've had. Um, because we're experienced, we bring the younger ones up with us, so they tend to get our humour. They, they muck in and they get on with it. I, I totally agree. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm not done as long as uh, Chief at Sean over there, but um, I've had my last two ships were carriers, um, so I've had carriers and destroyers, um, 
and coming to this as my first proper small ship, um, if anything, the humours uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely got better. Yeah, the got... relationships on smaller ships is a, a bit more relaxed. It, it can be more relaxed than it can be on the frigates and destroyers. Um, partly because our roles are different and with smaller ships, you need to have a better family orientated um, relationship with everyone. Yeah, and I think we have to live and work together. We're so. definitely a family. You know, we all know each other. That's the thing. I suppose if we were on a bigger ship, we wouldn't necessarily know everybody. You might recognise exactly faces, is, but you yeah. wouldn't know them to speak yeah. to. And I think that's quite a big change. And obviously, um, for me, I've, I came from a stag ship. So a stag ship is a ship which has uh, only got female officers um, and uh, down officers. below. Or no, yeah, <laughs> female officers in the, um, in the up Man top. But then there's yeah. no um, sort of junior rates or um, sort of chief PO level. Uh, with any females down below so from that point of view I came from a ship with like three women in the wardroom and I was one of <laughs> a very small minority and now on here there's you know lots of we're 25% female uh, including Tamar <laughs> and um, uh, yeah it's you know it's quite a nice change um, and obviously as well I think it's quite clear that we're a young ship very um, young ship. I mean, young. we <laughs> we have got a Falklands veteran, but other than that, I mean, our average age is twenty seven, which is pretty startling. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Tamar was the first ship to have a new paint job. Um, can you tell us about that? <laughs> so it's, I believe it's the first time since World War Two. Yeah. Um, the, the ships had dazzle paint. Um, it's good and it's fitting for us. We were the fastest generated ship since World War II as well. So to be the first that gets this dazzle paint is in recognition to all the hard work that we've done as well. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it looks better than I thought it would do, to be honest. I, I didn't, I wasn't a fan of it at first. I thought, oh, what's the point? It's rubbish, it doesn't do anything. But now we've got it, I actually do. I, I'm a fan, I like yeah. it. I do like it. Yeah. And what do you think? <laughs> I, I, absolutely, I actually love it. Um, when, I, when, when it first got a mention that we was going to have it done, uh, again, I was a little bit sceptical. Um, but the when the painters came in and uh, start paint, um, the first lieutenant got me in his cabin and and asked me what I think. And as a junior eight, I thought that was really uh, I really appreciated that to see what the junior eights are thinking as well as the senior eights and the um, officers. So it was really nice to be pulled in uh, to say, look, do you think this is? And most of the junior eights really like it. Some. A little bit yeah, the other good still. thing is as well when we first got it done, we are the first ship to have this done since World War Two. But normally you walk through the dockyards and you walk past ships, you ignore them. But because we've got this dazzle paint, other members, other sailors walk around the dockyard, they stop, they look at it. So it's admiration now. And yeah, yeah, and it's there's identity. Been, there's as well, been some it? good sort of comments, you know, about what which other ships are going to get it next. Um, every, there's a little bit of uh, jealousy, I think, within the fleet. Yeah, <laughs> some, I got a, I've <laughs> got a friend on Scott HMS Scott. Um, he messaged me straight away saying. Are we going to get that? And I was like, absolutely not. That's, it's just for the batch twos at the minute. So that was good. Yeah, it is awesome. Good feedback. Um, so um, there was a recent announcement concerning Tamar and our future operations. Obviously, we've known for a while. Um, but what can you tell those who might not, who might have missed the announcement or who want to know a little bit more um, about what we're going to be doing uh, in the future? Uh, I'm really excited. Uh, again, it's my bread and butter with the, with the counter piracy. Uh, and we, we, we're going out there obviously to show a large presence um, over there. We previously, uh, Tamar has been linked with Hong Kong and places like that. So 
to be out in the vicinity uh, of the Far East and um, to see becoming a global name yeah. again, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. I mean, my my previous deployments have mainly been the Gulf uh, and Africa and stuff. So to get out to somewhere I've never been recently is, is, is amazing. Yeah, so it will be amazing to be out in the Indo-Pacific region. And as it's not just a, a short-term deployment, this is a forward basing of a ship, um, which means that as well, it's, I think we're kind of the envy of a lot of the fleet at the moment. You know, people want to be on Tamar. They want to be able to say that they're going to be, you know, out um, going to places that most sailors don't go to routinely. With the, the ship being deployed, it's going to be away for five years as well. So it's going to be at least five years before it comes back to the UK. Well, ten years, five to ten years before it comes back to the UK. So it's going to be, um, yes, yeah, interesting. And it'll bring new challenges. I think from do, a yeah. point, from an engineering point of view, uh, navigationally, uh, we'll be navigating in places that we haven't navigated before. Again, conducting seaboat operations in probably some busier waterways um, and warmer some more water. remote, it's the yeah, warmer waterways. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> the ship's not been tested yet in warmer climates, so neither the ship's company as a whole so it's going to be a challenge in itself just for that yeah definitely <laughs> um so uh let's talk about um why we're unique i think we kind of touched on it we talked about the dazzle um and we talked about the young age of our ship's company um what else do you think makes tamar unique to currently the, the greenest the ship currently the greenest ship the royal navy has so that allows us to go global and come alongside anywhere and operate in anywhere around the world because we meet all emissions, uh, IMO regulations everywhere. Yeah, so that's. So it's, I mean, a, it's a big tick in the box for the Royal Navy and for us as Tamar. It's like a 98% reduction in the, for the environment, wow. which is really good. So there's other ships that we still hold, um, and they have like grey water. Um, a lot of the older ships, the grey water used to be dis discharged overboard, um, and I've had previous ships where we've not been able to go alongside certain countries because of the protected waters. Whereas Tamar and the other batch twos were able to hold that grey water on board, but allows us to go alongside anywhere. Yeah, so we're really green, and that's great because I mean, so we'll be able to visit some pretty exciting places that previously we wouldn't have been able to just based purely on the environmental side of things. Um, and obviously, uh, the green sort of credentials uh, don't stop with Tamar. The Navy is going to be making a move towards greener ships throughout the fleet, but we were the first ship that the Navy uh, gave that to. So um, I think it's a pretty amazing um, ship to have been personally drafted to um, at this time and. Um, as they bring out more of these green ships with the uh, reduced emissions. I think that's quite an exciting time and we're, we're, the Navy's evolving and we're at the forefront of that, which is great. Okay, so uh, who's got the coolest job? Me. Me. Oh, go I, on then. I maintain, I maintain the fridges or look after air conditioning. That's, that's all provides cool air, doesn't it? So, oh. <laughs> that, or the chefs, because they go in the fridges. Oh yeah, I mean, cool when they're doing job. a freezer master, that is, that is a bit cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to go and leave to the force. He loves, he loves <laughs> his job, look at him. <laughs> it, it is, it's at the moment, so we can we can look at him and laugh at him when we're operating off of Scotland, where it's cold and windy and wet and rainy, but when we go to other climates, it's going to be hot, he'll be out in his shorts and t-shirt, and I'll be jealous then, so it's going to be hot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. speedboats. <laughs> yeah, I think you've got one of the coolest jobs. I mean, maybe it doesn't feel like it when we away sea boats at lunchtime, but you know. <laughs> I literally have my fork in my steak and then that's it. Away, <laughs> away port and starboard sea boats. <laughs> Off we go. <laughs> uh, so what do you guys do on your downtime, um, both on board and when you get some time ashore? Um, for me, on board, we have a, we have a good gym on board. Um, it's a really good gym. That's there for all the sailors to use um, throughout your day. 
it's just to chill out, just be able to go to the mess. We've all just had our mess improvements done, so the mess is now becoming our home, as opposed to just what it was when we first came out of build. So we're starting to get ownership of everything now, so it's just yeah. nice to relax with your shipmates on board. And it's um, a big thank you to the Royal Marines um, Royal Navy Charity for that because they supported us with that because as did, the ships yeah. come out of build they're very clinical and it is nice to make it a home um, obviously you don't get a loads of you know your own space but the space that you do get you want to make it your own and be able to relax when you come off watch or you come out of the sea boat and you want to warm up and have a wet <laughs> yeah you do so yeah it's, it's starting to become ours now as opposed to what it was when we first took it over so yeah definitely and um, what do you do to relax a bit of... Uh, yeah, so I try and, I've tried to incorporate the, a bit of boxing, uh, our whole boxing circuits for uh, a lot of the ship's company, junior rates, senior rates and officers, uh, everyone's attended um, and we just have a bit of fun on the back end, um, the flight deck um, when we're at sea and it's not too rough so we, uh, we don't end up punching people in the wrong place. Um, but no, it's, it's, really, um, it's, it's, it's really just getting out there in your fizz rig um, and just having a bit of fun uh, and getting some fitness in there as well. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's not always um, sort of actually organised sort of circuits and things like that. Sometimes we just go out and do some flight deck sports, play a bit of bucket ball. So, it, you know, it depends what we're doing. Um, and obviously bucket ball, for those who don't know, is kind of a cross between, it's a it's netball, but you can move yeah. your feet. Um, there's a little bit of an element of rugby to, when you're trying to scramble for the ball, although that can be quite um, <laughs> painful when, yeah, <laughs> on the flight deck. <laughs> and the net can move as well. And the net can move, yeah. So the bucket is yeah, held well, and the person well, holding the bucket can move it to... Uh, the person holding the bucket can move it so that they can catch the ball. Yeah. But obviously they're being, you know, defended guarded, and yeah, guarded. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a bit of fun. Um, so obviously we've kind of touched on it. Um, what time have you guys spent on other ships? I mean, I'm guessing there's a varied experience here. Yeah, so I've, I've been in 16 years. So I've served on Type 42s um, across the world, Falklands. And again, flight decks, we still do hockey and volleyball and all that down, down there. So the weather doesn't deter us from doing sports on the upper deck. I've had minesweepers. Um, they was all stack ships as well, like you said earlier, Mum. And then I've 12 years I was there. But yeah, I've, I've enjoyed every ship I've been on. And so far this one's proven to be probably the best I've had. Really? Yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's really nice to hear. And what about you? Uh, so, uh, yeah, I joined um, I've, uh, 2013, January 2013, so it's eight, eight and a half years. Um, uh, my first ship was Illustrious. Uh, it was a rabbit in headlights there. You've got a big flight deck, right? Yeah, very big <laughs> flight deck. Um, and then I moved on to the Destroyers. Uh, I really liked uh, the Destroyers layout, um, and I see quite a lot of countries on uh, the two Destroyers I was on. Um, and then I moved back to Carriers. I went to Queen Elizabeth, which, um, yeah, the living conditions on Queen Elizabeth were amazing. Uh, the gyms were massive. We had, a, we had a boxing ring in one of the gyms, but um, you could sit, you you didn't know the whole ship's company. It wasn't, oh, no. You wasn't part of a family. You was just another small cog in the wheel. Yeah, um, and I think that's definitely fair to say because I, I, I've been on Queen Elizabeth as well, and it's a really, really good experience. Um, and you do feel very proud of the Navy when you're on Queen Elizabeth. It's an amazing. Uh, I'm about oh, to pipe secure. We've got a pipe. <laughs> they cannot leave until they have received their vaccination. Okay, so the pipes in the background. You might have heard them. Um, so we're um. Leave, leave it so there goes the ship's company they're allowed on their weekend leave now um so the pipes in the background are um, how we run our ship's program um but obviously uh you get actually a lot less pipes on queen elizabeth 
um, because yeah. you're trying to protect yeah. people's sleep because it's such a big ship's company. You've always got people working um, and you've got your, obviously it's designed to do lots of flying. So you've got to look after the, uh, the guys that are being, um, you know, going out flying, they've got to have their eight hours sleep. So that's really important. Um, you might've heard in the pipes that we're um, getting vaccinated. That's um, one of the pre-deployment preps that we've got to get ticked off um, so that we're ready to go uh, when we deploy to the Indo-Pacific. Uh, so we'll have to go and get ours in a minute. Hopefully they're not too painful. I've had the first one. I'm You've had yours? Yeah, oh, the there we go. <laughs> um, so uh, life at sea. Um, what do you think of you know life at sea? Do you enjoy it? Um, do you prefer to be alongside? Oh, I, I love being at sea personally. Um, I think I do. For me, there's nothing better than wake up in the morning, you go outside for a cup of tea, and just see the sea around you. No hustle or bustle with traffic, cars, other people trying to push past to get to work. It's just it's peaceful as well. So for me, the Royal Navy is about being at sea. I don't know, I love it. I yeah, I completely agree. I mean, looking out the window on the bridge, I I feel really really lucky. And um, from a point of view of you know the other things we take it for granted but we see dolphins every day i mean are they just attracted to us because we're the greenest ship in the royal navy or <laughs> i don't know we take it for granted but most people don't see that every day no they don't they um don't. and you can just be walking around doing your normal job and you look over the side of the ship and there's just a pod of dolphins having a play i mean they come and play with the seaboats oh, as love well the sea boats, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah i think life at sea is amazing and i think we're really lucky um in terms of um the weirdest thing to happen so far what do you think the weirdest thing that we've had happen? <laughs> There's some giggling. <laughs> In a junior eights mess, I think I'm not obliged to answer that. <laughs> lips, ships, yeah, I'll best oh, yeah, yeah, I'll keep that lips definitely seem shit. We've still quite a new ship, aren't we? So we're inexperienced shit with the weirdest stuff. I can't think of anything that's weird that's happened. No, not just shit. Yeah, we've, we've had, I think we've been quite fortunate so far, haven't we, to have a few yeah. good stops. We had like London, which is a good publicity you were getting the Royal Navy. Um, allow people to come on board and showcase what we can do with outside sources to like the governments that come on board. Oh, right. yeah. but as, as far as weird goes, nothing weird as such this happens. No, I don't think so. It was pretty cool though when we um, weighed the anchor in the Spithead anchorages and we brought up a... Oh yeah, we um, brought up a, a really old uh, Jack, a Union Jack. Oh really? Right, on the yeah, anchor. <laughs> that, on the anchor, that was... That's pretty cool. It's a picture of that uh, somewhere. I'm sure that's on Twitter. Yeah, that's you definitely on Twitter. Twitter page. Yeah, it was a bit of a <laughs> old material, like really old. Like. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what is your best advice for someone who is listening to this podcast and thinking, "I'm thinking about joining the military"? What would you advise them? If they're thinking of doing it, they've got nothing to lose but to try. Um, because if you don't, and then 10, 15 years down the line, that is something they'll end up regretting. So, I left school at. I left school when I was 16. I applied to join the Royal Navy because I was so young. I, I got scared and I didn't. I didn't cut the maintenance strings with my mum. So I joined about late, later at 25. I do wish I'd done it when I was younger. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'd say don't, if they think about it, do it. And it's a, it's a second family at the end of the day, yeah. isn't it? So yeah. I think that those initial nerves of joining young, um, I think it's safe to say we've had some. We've, I mean, one of our younger sailors was uh, 17 when he joined. Yeah. And I mean, he's now 18. Well, he'll be coming back yeah, from watch yeah. leave and he'll be 18. But, you know, it is a family. It's a second family. And um, definitely uh, something, you know, people should consider is that you're not just, you're not leaving home forever. It's an, a good opportunity. I mean, the recruitment process uh, is quite long. Uh, I personally found that quite, you know, you've got to stick with it. Um, you've just got to accept that it takes a while. There's lots of checks that they've got to do medicals etc but when you get there um personally i think it's been well worth it i've fully enjoyed my experience so far um and in terms of why the navy well i mean 
senior service. It is. It is a senior service. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's, for, it's for travel. For travel. For and the 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 bond you get with all the It's not just that. The, the bigger insane. picture as well. It's the education, the experiences you get. It's yeah, and, and we're always on operations as well, so yeah. as well. I think that's like we get tasks and we our plans change all the time and we're kind of at the forefront and we're very quick to move from one thing to another. Um, so we're doing exciting things every day. Uh, let's, so I think we're getting kind of near to the end of this uh, podcast. But um, what's your most memorable uh, moment in your time on board? And, you know, <laughs> you might need a little bit of time to think. Uh, for me, I, I joined the ship, as I said earlier on. It was it's still during, during the build process. Mm. So to be able to build, join the build process, we was living in hotels, coming on board, working till like 1600, and then going back to an offices, working till like 8, 9 o'clock at night. Um, putting all the hard work in. So the memorable thing for me was the very first time we took it to sea. Because for me then, all that that sense of achievement, all that mm. hard work had put in up to that point, it paid off, and you'd finally get the ship to sea. So I think there's a lot of pride in the ship. Yeah, there is. Um, yeah, from so. people who were here from the start. I mean, I can't claim that I was here from the start, but I know the people that a lot of hard work went into getting her to sea, and obviously during the COVID pandemic as well. So it was, yeah. it was hard being away from our families. And I mean, there's a question. Um, you know that most people will be asking do do we miss home when we're away and I think it's fair to say that most of us do miss home Always, but yeah. it makes it more special when we're at home and that valuable time with our families I mean definitely yeah it does yeah but ask us in a year's time and then um, after ships company and whoever sits here then when the ship's been deployed they've actually got their first run of shores and their first deployments they remember memorable moments of change wouldn't they and there'd be something different yeah and they might not be missing home so much when yeah, they're in the far east yeah. <laughs> i think a lot of people will be staying out there <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> enjoying it um and so the living situation on board um how does it compare to life at home there's no comparison is there really no, but, um, <laughs> there is no comparison but for this brand new ship it's it's the best i've had um it's comfortable two men on sweet cabins um, so I can't grumble with what I've got on board it's, it's perfect yeah I'm uh, I'm exactly the same this is one of the best I've had um, it, I'm in a six man cabin um, but with a watch rotation there's not always six men in there uh, there'll always be I think we've got three and four so we'll always have a spare pit to put extra storage on and then hide at rounds <laughs> um, but yeah but it I think it's it's really good for the side of the ship. And uh, for the people who don't know what rounds is. <laughs> rounds is where uh, a nice officer comes round and inspects uh, what we have just cleaned. So we have to obviously maintain cleanliness on ship um, to stop spread of diseases, etc. And just even uh, as simple as a common cold. So we clean round the ship. Uh, we get allocated a time uh, normally within an hour. Uh, we get all the junior rates together and uh, senior rates in the offices and they, they go and clean their respective parts. Then uh, whoever it is that day, normally the first lieutenant, comes round with his white glove and inspects <laughs> for dust. Tells you it's not good enough. Yeah. Tells yeah. it's back not good enough. Hour. And then the boats get piped away and then they come <laughs> back again. And it, it's, it's also about keeping things secure, isn't it? Because obviously living oh, on board roll, a ship, yeah. we... And that's one point difference from being at home to being on a ship. You don't have to you don't have to put cling film over your wet to keep it in your mug when we're in a rough sea state and you don't have to make sure everything's sort of stowed away. Yeah. You can leave things out on the side and they don't end up on the floor. Yeah, the amount of, the amount of times Southern hasn't secured something and a nice new mug goes flying. <laughs> 
Oh. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good uh, learning opportunity. Um, and uh, lastly, why did you join the military? In all honesty, I joined as a backup plan while I was at college. Now I'm here. <laughs> but no, um, my I've, my dad was uh, in the military and um, I've always wanted to be in the military. I didn't know which way to go at first. I mean, I'm from Lincolnshire, uh, so people normally would think, well, join the RAF. You're then, a bit landlocked for the sea. Yeah, <laughs> and I I heard that they didn't travel as much as the Navy uh, and that was my biggest thing. I wanted to go out and see the world and I've been on lucky to be on ships but I've done that. So for me really, my dad was in the Navy, um, he didn't do very long, he did a couple of years, but I'm from Chatham, which was once upon a time a big naval dockyard as well. Um, it's the opportunity, it's the opportunity to travel, you see the world, do a lot of things that lots of people in a normal job wouldn't see. Um, education, it's just there, it, anything you want at your fingertips. We offer um, adventurous training, we get to go off around the world, Honey, do skiing, water. scuba diving, bobsledding, anything you want to do, it's just there for you to do and it's all paid for. Yeah. Uh, that is amazing and I mean for me um, joining the Navy uh, ruffled a few feathers because I'm from an army family so uh, they were they were a little bit bemused as to why I wanted to join the Navy but I think it was the same reasons I wanted to do things that weren't the standard and I think I wanted the trips I wanted the travel um, and it's pretty cool driving a warship day to day um, yeah. and do, we, every day is different we haven't got an office job and I think it was the office job. It, we've talked about the you don't have to commute to work in the morning. You wake up and you're at work and you can have a cup of tea and look at the sea. And it is, we're very, very lucky um, from that point of view, I think. Um, and yeah, that's why I joined the military. I knew that I needed something else. I didn't want the normal, well, it, was a, five, it wasn't even yeah. a nine to five. It was an eight till six. And yeah. then you've got the commuting. And, and yeah, and it's just, I think that that's the difference really for us. Um, and I, I think we're now coming to the end. And so I'd just like to say thank you for having this nice chat with me about yeah, <laughs> enjoying a brew or wet. Yeah, wet, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, thank everyone. You. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks for listening.